Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Wednesday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500 here on this beautiful Wednesday hump day, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. Don't forget podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify, and you can app us, dap us, uh, if you will, on uh, rockoftalk.tv from any mobile device, rockoftalk.com, and don't forget uh, the the stylings of all of our uh, escritira writer, uh, Mr. D. Dowd Musk of the Dow 3000, found uh, directly at rockoftalk.chat. Obviously, a lot to get to today. Um, let me tell you how I woke up first, and then we'll, we'll hand it on over to Dowd and open up the discussion. And if I could start the show today with a different audio, radio um, song, it would be war pigs. It would be Black Sabbath war pigs. And Vladimir Zelensky is essentially playing his part as a 45-year-old actor to go to the United States in the world. I have never seen so much propaganda on the two and the pro. Again, your conservative host switched today. Did you notice they all switched in unison? Your conservative hosts are talking, well, we need to go ahead and do what we can to defend the Ukraine. BS. Zelensky is going to go ahead and seed anyway. We sent anything into battle. It's World War III. He emphasized putting in a no-fly zone. Uh, yeah, that would be complete and total idiocy, if we, as we've already discussed. You now know that the prevailing, sane, even-tempered, narrative is the one that we discussed right at the beginning john mearsheimer that is the one that is the prevailing um you'll have the conservative host sort of dip into well they're not a member of nato kamala harris and they only use it to defend uh, to attack kamala harris which is to say she doesn't know whether or not ukraine is part of nato but they don't go so far as to say that we shouldn't do anything and then you hear Tom Cotton on Sean Hannity, and I just literally wanted to just blow my brains out, figuratively speaking. Okay, this is obviously it's not what I want to do. I'm going to give you some very good news uh, here in a moment because uh, we've got something huge to celebrate here at the radio station. I, I personally, not the radio station, but for me personally, I, I achieved. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, level up? I guess it, the kid. All the kids are saying, "Level up, level up." He leveled up. I'm like, what is this? Like, you you know your kids have played too many video games if you're just leveling up every single chance. <clears throat> Back to the action. Tom Cotton saying that Ukraine has a right to exist. No country, including the United States itself, has a right to exist. Let me repeat that. No country in this world has a right to exist. There aren't creatures. These aren't human beings. It isn't a life. It's a territory. I can just run around and say, Pangea, I don't recognize your country. Whatever. Ice shelf, I don't recognize your country. Whatever. But we don't do that. Harking back to the uh, constitutional words that were put out, uh, this country can be yours, will be yours, if you can defend it, if you can preserve it. 
That's the way any country can exist. Again, we're back to the world's policemen. United States stepping in and saying, okay, we're going to give apparently our senile old man of a president, Joe Biden, the theater of Vladimir Zelensky, going to step up pressure militarily while the conservative talk show hosts talk about how weak the generals are and how weak Russia is. Well, they can be pretty weak. They can afford to be weak because their, their proximity is pretty close and they've got a, what are they, 24-day head start so far. I think a lot is going to go wrong in the next week. We are now set up for disaster. Everybody's charging. And I hope if you're this rah-rah, you know, world wars, we're 0-2 in every world war. Like, yeah, keep beating your chest, buddy. Keep telling me about how smart. And it, this is the, the case we're going to, this is the uh, mountain, the hill that we're going to die on. As I've advised you, we need to move ahead, move away, and stay away from the three-ring Barnum and Bailey circus that is Vladimir Zelensky, not Vladimir Putin. Financial markets have now stepped in. They recognize inflation is a serious threat. The oil markets and the producers have stepped in. They realize that they just want to make money. That's more important than getting a Republican back in office. If we really wanted to put our money in our mouth, it's like, no, what you told us, these uh, Energy Transition Act, we've already moved. We're not going to step up any more oil right now. The patriotic thing to do is for you to go ahead and uh, we're not going to save you, Joe Biden. But the oil people didn't do it. Ultimately, they, these guys are business people. And they care about their money and their bottom line. And they haven't been making a whole lot of money. So let's be absolutely fair. They got to get it while they're getting as good. And if it comes to being able to pay for themselves, take care of themselves, then they can write the checks that will allow them to have the opinions that they so profoundly have had for the last four years. I'll bring in Trump here in a moment, but Trump is non-existent, as I've told you. Uh, he's a liability on so many fronts, uh, even to bring him up to evoke his name, other than to say that he's the best president. And beyond that, I want to keep my Trump on a shelf. If you have Elf on the shelf, I want Trump on a shelf right there. Don't move, Trump. Best president ever. Just we'll, we'll leave you there. Interest rates. First push. First of, I believe Dowd's keeping track of everything I say. And I hope he is. I hope he holds me all to everything that I'm saying because I'm now very, very clear in my thoughts. Quarter point interest rate push. You're going to see Cinco. Five more of those. Okay. Prevent uh, the USA from going Cinco. Yesterday being the Ides of March, I don't know that there's any more worry to about uh, than we have already told you. We just sort of had to let this whole thing play out, and they are going to create a mess of everything. The Democrats, when they're in control, have a very, very difficult time of dealing in reality. What's worse is they enjoy telling themselves stories, patting themselves on the back, and celebrating themselves and their friends as heroes. We have to be very careful about that. In a time like this, where we're looking at our leadership and recognizing that it's not doing what we need it to do, otherwise, how would we have uh, been in this position? How can we rally and get behind uh, such empty promises and such, uh, I don't even know how to characterize Joe Biden's leadership, but it's anything but. 
inept. There's got to be a stronger word from that. The whole thing is just disastrous. So this is sort of like the teetering on this uh, phase right now. And I'll look at the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Didn't even bother to look at that because I was so busy having a great day. Uh, Steve Bannon was, was gone this morning. The Dow Jones up 518. Yeah, there you go. Grab your last uh, few straws right there. Dow books 500-point gain after Fed raises interest rates for the first time in four years. Who's really in control? Qui bono? Who does it benefit? Okay. Those are big questions. You can't solve and neither can I. But we do know, we do know it does not benefit the largest portions of the population. 550-5500, D-Dowd Muska. Welcome in for a little bit of fun here on this day, <laughs> D-Dowd Muska. But uh, I think the stage is set. Uh all of the we have the operation cold response on norway we are now uh congress uh can basically override the president and declare war at any time it looks like they will uh so that is going to be it they're going to do it um informally uh through their support of arms and other things that they can support uh ukraine with thinking that they're in a position of strength we're in a tremendous position of weakness right now uh geographically remember the art of war <laughs> Like, we could just go back to Sun Tzu. All this crap has been in a sorted through 4,000 years ago, right? We, we don't need to go back, you know, uh, we, we, this isn't, nothing's new under the sun here. Okay. So the, the die has been cast, the stage has been set, and now we have to sort of let it play out. Everyone has dug in their positions. And if you think that Putin is just going to run the other direction uh, because, you know, the allies, if you will, are going to be coming in. Uh, you've got another thing coming uh, on that. Dowd, how are you? Uh, I'm well, sir. And if I may take a very quick point of personal privilege on the program, I have a message from my sister for you that just came in. Uh, my thanks to Eddie for playing that song from the boys from Methill. Uh, that would be the Proclaimers yesterday. Uh, the town right next to Levin, where Duncan, my sister's husband, grew up. Uh, I just finished the Tuesday show. Uh, my Scottish pretend father-in-law has passed overnight. Uh, so uh, they're dealing with all those issues there. So that was my sister's thanks to you. I wanted to get that in so I didn't forget it uh, later in the show. We're very uh, sorry yes. to hear about your loss, uh, Dowd. Yeah, uh, it's very, I, 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 I have two sisters. They both married men back when women married men. Uh, let's see, one is going to be celebrating their 30th anniversary this summer. And I think one is about to celebrate the 24th anniversary. I have lost both my pretend fathers-in-law in the last month so it's been strange my old man as i said yesterday still kicking and healthier than ever uh moving on to mr Zelensky, uh this comment with his video link talking to our federal representatives quote is this a lot to ask for to create a no-fly zone over ukraine to save people is this too much to ask yes Yes, it is too much to ask, uh, Mr. Ukraine. I wouldn't care if every Ukrainian on Earth died if it meant the United States didn't get nuclear bombed. Uh, you can call me cruel and callous for that. Uh, I don't remember uh, the, the leaders in uh, the Yemen right now asking for a no-fly zone. Horrendous pain that's been going on in Yemen for years. I saw a picture from the Associated Press the other day. They were weighing a malnourished child in Yemen. Uh, we're not seeing too many retweets about what's going on in Yemen. The world's a very, very rough place. And if, I, if, if it's selfish to not to want to go to war with a nuclear-armed country, then make me the most selfish person on earth. Um, compounding this to my Republican friends, and you guys, you guys really got to look at your party here. Uh, information has leaked that Mitt Romney, apparently this was last night, 
spoke to uh, Monday night, I'm sorry, spoke to a group of well-heeled Republicans in Northern Virginia, more than 200 top Republican donors at an event for, of course, Liz Cheney, trying to get her reelected. Wow. Uh, the fundraiser was sponsored by veteran power brokers, uh, GOPers Bobby and Bill Kilberg. Quote, Romney got a standing ovation when he praised Ukrainian President uh, Zelensky and when he spoke about American democracy, he said we have to appreciate how fragile this system is. 200 top Republican donors standing ovation for Mitt Romney praising this whiny, whiny leader of Ukraine who's trying to push us into a nuclear war. Mitt Romney, go straight to hell. Uh, Mr. Zelensky, go straight to hell. You have my sympathies for your country. You have my sympathies. Uh, you should not get one dollar of my tax revenue, and not one American should die due to what's happening in your country. However unfortunate those circumstances are. Great to open their uh, doubt as well. We've got some uh, good news. Now we're going to play the entirety of Vladimir Zelensky with our commentary, uh, which I think is important. Uh, how important do you feel that is? You knew that I was going to do this. <laughs> I suspected. Yeah, I think it's the important thing uh, for us to do. I have officially <clears throat> lost 57.2 pounds. Thereby, I am now less than 250 pounds officially doubt as of this morning. It yes. can be done, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Uh, yeah, and uh, we'll be sharing all the details of that. All you have to do is become a subscriber directly at rockoftalk.chat. Look, it's a lot better than a uh, gym membership or whatever, and I'll tell you exactly. I'm going to write it all out. I will be releasing that uh, on the 22nd, uh, which is going to be this time next week. Is that right? Is that Wednesday next week? Uh, 22nd, Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Six Tuesday. days. So we're going to go ahead and do that. We'll do it right after we turn right here in the Kiva. On am600kiavabq.fm, rockoftalk.com. That's rockoftalk.com. Vladimir Zelensky addresses Congress, and we'll put that on next with our commentary. There is no political solution. Evil minds that plot destruction, sorcerer. 
death's construction in the fields of bodies burning as the war machine keeps turning death and hatred to mankind poisoning their brainwashed minds oh larger darkness world stops turning ashes where the body's burning no more war pigs of the power and as God has struck the hour day of judgment God is calling on the knees The war pigs crawling Begging mercies for the sins Satan laughs 
nothing spreads his wings. Oh, Lord, yeah. Four twenty-nine here in the Kiva. Every word from the song War Pigs, 52 years old, as relevant today as it was back when it was released. Very generic and uh, referring, I think, to the uh, current epoch of what we're dealing with and Satan spreading his wings. And for those of you who thought uh, Black Sabbath was a crazy heavy metal band, uh, rated best metal band of all time, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, weirdly enough, for those of you who uh, don't know, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, no, uh, folks, uh, they're, it's very prophetic. Uh, interesting. You don't just get to grab your Bibles and say that uh, so much of this stuff is uh, directly in so much of the music uh, that was written that speaks to us uh, even today. So with all that being said, uh, I think the biggest war pig of them all happens to be Vladimir Zelensky. I don't care how much you disagree with me on this point. He's literally goading both the United States and Russia into war. I believe that he's being paid off he, for dirt cheap, no doubt. Uh, by the Illuminati. Uh, he is no doubt being paid off, I think, by a larger uh, group of organizations where the most corrupt people go. We have 28 different uh, locations for, um, <clears throat> what, what, what is it called? Germ warfare, the labs, the all that stuff that happens to be out there. So, um, you know, there, there's a lot going on here. Uh, let's, let's not forget about the third most corrupt uh, country in the entire world. That would, of course, be the Ukraine uh, as well. I, I got to tell you, um, this, when you hear this, it will disturb you as we, uh, will give our commentary right down to your very core, the things that he's saying. And then I was listening to Glenn Beck this morning. I'm like, we have to play all of it in its entirety with the context of what has happened and transpired through the day, how Congress has reacted, how the Senate has reacted. It's amazing how easy it is to get talk radio hosts to react, even conservative ones at that is like, Oh, go as USA. Everyone's wrapping themselves in the flag the red, white, and blue. There is nothing to fight for here. But this man is telling you that there's everything to fight for. And he's calling on 9-11, our histories of Pearl Harbor and the like, in order to go the United States of America into World War III um, by making that de declaration uh, to U.S. If we follow Vladimir Zelensky, we'll be sealing our death uh, here in this country, and we will not see 250 years of this great, great country, the greatest uh, a country this world has ever seen. Vladimir Zelensky, United uh, Ukrainian president, addressing United States Congress this morning. Not sure who invited him, uh, but they did. And here you go. My video from Kiev. His presentation included a video with graphic images. There's the Congress all sitting down. Boy, these are the people you elected, folks. These idiots. Elections don't have consequences. Look at this. The murmuring going on in the halls of Congress. Full, full stop here, as uh, Kamala Harris says. Is that a popular term everyone's using nowadays? Down, everyone's saying full stop. Full stop. Yes, yes, yes. Stop. What, what does that even mean? Stop. Like uh, an extra, it's an exclamation uh, point. Uh, Eddie, thanks for speaking up. It helps. This is God's country. Yes, it is. Bill Ward is the greatest drummer of all time. Love this song. Yeah war pigs not the sharpest tool in the box i have to question why they allowed him to speak to congress Eddie. it was easy to guess what he was going to ask he asked us to go to war it had the slimy feeling you get after the timeshare salesman slings their scan <laughs> very good very yeah good. really good congratulations uh, eddie on your weight loss 
Here comes the neocons and the liberals who need to cover up with the applause coming in. Uh, Vladimir Zelensky taking a bow in front of the United States before, uh, Congress, asking uh, the American people a 27% approval rating prior to any invasion being conducted to our support towards Vladimir Zelensky's the Ukrainian. What is, how old is the Ukraine even? I don't, I don't even know. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. President. Good morning, wow. Madam Ambassador, who is with us this morning. Madam Ambassador. I'm going to shift over to the video for our rockoftalk.tv viewers. Uh, nowhere has this been seen in its entirety. They're just playing Ambassador clips and pieces. Matarova. I think maybe uh, not even uh, War Room had this this morning. Mr. President, it is my honor to present to you the Congress of the United States, which has great respect and admiration and appreciation for your courageous leadership. Members of Congress, I have Nancy the Pelosi. privilege and distinct honor of presenting to you the President of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky. Slava Ukraina! Shut up! Ukraine. Shut up! Dear Lord. <laughs> My colleague, Slava Ukraina. Slava Ukraina. Glory to heroes. Thank you very much. Madam Speaker, members of the Congress, ladies and gentlemen, Americans, friends, I am proud to greet you from Ukraine, from our capital, city of Kyiv, a city that is under missile and airstrike from Russian troops every day, but it doesn't give up, and we have not even thought about it for a second. Just like many other cities, and communities in our beautiful country, which found themselves in the worst war since World War II. I have the honor to greet you on behalf of the Ukrainian people, and freedom-loving people who for eight years have been resisting the Russian aggression. Those who give their best sons and daughters to stop this full-scale Russian invasion. Right now, the destiny of our country is being decided. The destiny of our people, whether Ukrainians will be free, whether they will be able to preserve their democracy. Russia has attacked not just us, not just our land, not just our cities. It went on a brutal offensive against our values, basic human values. It threw tanks and planes against our freedom, against our right to live freely in our own country, choosing our own future. Against our desire, for happiness against our national dreams, just like the same dreams you have, you, Americans, just 
like anyone else in the United States. I remember your national memorial in Rushmore, the faces of your prominent presidents, those who laid the foundation of the United States of America as it is today, democracy, independence, freedom, and care for everyone, for every person, for everyone who works diligently, who lives honestly, who respects the law. We in Ukraine want the same for our people. All that is normal part of your own life. Ladies and gentlemen, Friends, Americans, in your great history, you have pages that would allow you to understand Ukrainians, understand us now, when you need it right now, when we need you right now. Remember Pearl Harbor, terrible morning of December 7, 1941, when your sky was black from the planes attacking you. Just remember it. Dowd, go ahead. Uh, okay, uh, where, where to begin? Um, the evocation of your Mount Rushmore, uh, you nitwit Ukrainian. Let, let's talk about some of the people on Mount Rushmore, and let's let's talk about a couple of the men who warned us about foreign alliances uh, who helped found the country. Here's George Washington's farewell address in the 1790s. Quote: "The great rule of conduct for us in regard to foreign nations." is in extending our commercial relations to have with them as little political connection as possible. Europe has a set of primary interests which to us have none or a very remote relation. Hence, she must be engaged in frequent controversies, the causes of which are essentially foreign to our concerns. Hence, therefore, it must be unwise in us to implicate ourselves by artificial ties in the ordinary vicissitudes of her politics or the ordinary combinations and collisions of her friendships or enmities. Let's go to another man on Mount Rushmore. I believe Thomas Jefferson served as president, uh, had a little bit of a, a little bit to do with the founding of our country. In his inaugural address just a few years later, Jefferson said one of the, quote, essential principles of our government is that of peace, commerce, an honest friendship with all nations, entangling alliances with none. That represents two of the faces on Rushmore, you nitwit. There you go. Let's continue, then invoking the emotional scars of our history. December 7th, 1941, and as you're about to hear... 9-11 uh, as well. It's, uh, as they say, full stop. Uh, this is a full start. Uh, this is literally emotional manipulation to go you into war. I believe that declaration will be issued 322. Remember September the 11th, a terrible day in 20, 2001 when evil tried to turn your cities, independent territories in battlefields, when innocent people were attacked attacked from air yes just like no one else expected it you could not stop it our country experience the same every day right now at this moment every night for three weeks now 
various Ukrainian cities, Odessa and Kharkiv, Chernihiv and Sumy, Zhitomir and Lviv, Mariupol and Dnipro. Russia has turned the Ukrainian sky into a source of death for thousands of people. Russian troops have already fired nearly 1,000 missiles at Ukraine, countless bombs. They use drones to kill us with precision. This is a terror that Europe has not seen, has not seen for 80 years, and we are asking for a reply, for an answer uh, to this. Uh, terror from the whole world. Is this a lot to ask for to create a no-fly zone, zone over Ukraine to save people? Is this too much to ask? Humanitarian no-fly zone, something that Ukraine, uh, that Russia would not be able to terrorize our free cities. If this is too much to ask, we offer an alternative. You know what kind of defense systems we need, S-300 and other similar systems. You know how much depends on the battlefield, on the ability to use aircraft, powerful, strong air uh, aviation to protect our people, our freedom, our land, aircraft that can help Ukraine, help Europe. And you know that they exist and you have them, but they are on Earth, not in, Ukraine, in the Ukrainian sky. They do not defend our people. I have a dream. These words are known to each of you today. I can say uh, emotional manipulation. Um, I think the contrivances uh, that he's in, attempting to uh, push upon uh, here, this is all created uh, in his head an attempt to emotionally manipulate the American people with 27% uh, support uh, prior to the invasion. Uh, the only thing that has changed here is the amount of propaganda, uh, which has changed the will for the ill-informed uh, people of the United States of America to jump on board. And if you're on board with uh, uh, a no-fly zone, uh, you don't know the first thing about uh, geopolitics, uh, especially as it pertains to what happened in the Cold War. Uh, when someone has such an advantage uh, such as this, in the case of uh, Russia uh, uh, over the Ukraine, and formerly up until 1991, the Soviet Union, the Ukraine was entirely uh, part of uh, the Soviet Union, was entirely part of the Soviet Union. Uh, they, they don't have any way to protect themselves uh, at this point. So therefore, Ukraine uh, must cease to exist uh, before uh, the entire world uh, gets caught up in this uh, flame. And uh, it goes uh, truly around the world and, and, and into a third world, uh, third, third world war. And I would probably also uh, suggest, as, as we have, have, have tried to head things off at the past, to send our, our warships you know, bet between Taiwan and China. That's the real threat. And instead of paying attention to what's happening in Ukraine, I think uh, since we have already uh, implicitly abandoned uh, through every measure uh, up until today, uh, you know, our support for Ukraine militarily, uh, certainly, uh, as Zelensky himself has called it out and said that he is getting no support uh, from the United States of America or for the West. We might as well explicitly state that instead of shift gears once again. We're going back into a direction that uh, is different than what we initially offered. Uh, I think that this is nothing more than a smokescreen by the Biden administration to cover up 
you know, various labs that were there, maybe some of the Hunter Biden stuff that was there in the Ukraine, and not to mention the level of the Ukrainian corruption that was there as well. Let's continue uh, with this. I have a need. I need to protect uh, our sky. I need your decision, your help, which means exactly the same, the same you feel when you hear the words, I have a dream. Let's stop this. Like, crap. I mean, this is just so incredibly weak. Just, uh, <clears throat> I'll let you go ahead, Dad. Okay, uh, I just want to pick up, uh, let me circle back before we move on to MLK. Uh, Eddie's term, emotional manipulation, I took the quote down uh, exactly. Okay, it's one thing when you mess with my founders, okay? You go to September 11th, that's my lifetime, okay? Okay, it's personal when you're doing September 11th. Uh, the men who committed that atrocity, and it wasn't an atrocity, and they were evil men, and I don't defend them in any way, and no one deserved what happened that day. I'm not that crazy California professor who said, you know, the, the Americans who died that day were little Eichmanns because they were, you know, supporting the bombing of people all over the world. Most Americans are, are totally detached from our national security and our, our international relations. They don't pay attention to this. Uh, I'm not in any way defending those Wahhabi, jihadi nutcases. They did what they did. But the reason they did what they did, the motivation, uh, the justification was our messing around in the Middle East. We're protecting Saudi Arabia. We restored the Emir of Kuwait to his gold-plated bathroom fixtures. Uh, Americans died for the Emir of Kuwait, which is unthinkable to any right-thinking person, I think, a ra rational person. Uh, the sanctions on Iraq had killed half a million children. Our support for Israel, yes, thousands of Americans were killed on 9-11. Uh, the biggest contributor to the reason why that event happened was our meddling abroad in a place that didn't have our, our vital national interests at stake. And uh, President Zelensky, terrorism is a sign of the weak. Uh, it's one of the reasons a lot of us for 20 years have been trying to fight the neocon uh, spiel about how oh, we have to go make democracy thrive in the Arab world. The reason we were attacked in the way that we were attacked that day is because they took over commercial airliners because they couldn't attack us with bombers and submarines and hypersonic missiles. It's a tactic of the weak. What if the jihadis, evil people that they are, had, oh, I don't know, a couple thousand nuclear warheads? What would 9-11 have looked like then, Mr. President? Uh, you are, to any thinking person, you are making a wonderful case for us to not help you in any way. I think uh, I would full agree with that. <clears throat> full stop. <laughs> no doubt about it. Ladies and gentlemen, friends, Ukraine is grateful to the United States for its overwhelming support for everything that your government and your people have done for us. For Here's where it gets real thick, folks. Uh, prepare yourselves. Keep your hands at 10 and 2. Drive calmly down the road as we take a disastrous turn here in the next minute weapons and ammunition for training, for finances, for leadership in the free world, which helps us to pressure the aggressor economically. I'm grateful to President Biden for his personal involvement, for his Personal involvement, Dowd. There it is. I think it's time to crack open the uh, Hunter curious Biden. phrase. Curious uh, phrasing. Uh, uh, personal involvement. commitment <laughs> to the defense of Ukraine and democracy all over the world. I am grateful to you for the resolution which recognizes all those who commit crimes against 
Ukraine against the Ukrainian people as war criminals. However, now it is true in the darkest time for our country, for the whole Europe. I call on you to do more. New packages of sanctions are needed constantly every week until the Russian military machine stops. Restrictions are needed for everyone on whom this unjust regime is based. We propose that the United States sanctions all politicians in the Russian Federation who remain in their offices and do not uh, uh, cut ties with those who are responsible for the aggression against Ukraine, from state Duma's members to the last official who has lack of morale to break the state terror. All Americans' company must leave Russia from their market, leave their market immediately because it is flooded with our blood. Ladies and gentlemen, wow. members of Congress, please take the lead. If you have companies in your districts who um, finance the Russian military machine leaving business in Russia, you should put pressure. I'm asking to make sure that the Russians do not receive a single penny that they use to destroy people in Ukraine. The destruction of our country, the destruction of Europe. All American ports should be closed for uh, Russian goods. We are, peace is more important than income, and we have to defend this principle in the whole world. We already became part of the anti-war coalition, a big anti-war coalition that unites many countries, dozens of countries, those who reacted to, in principle, to President Putin's decision to invade our country, but we need to move on and do more. We need to create new tools to respond quickly and stop the war, the full-scale Russian invasion of Ukraine, which began on February 24th. And it would be fair if it ended in a day, in 24 hours, that evil would be punished immediately. Today, the world does not have such tools. The war of the past have prompted our predecessors to create institutions that should protect us from war. But they unfortunately don't work. We see it, you see it. So we need new ones, new institutions, new alliances, and we offer them. We propose to create an association, U24, United for Peace, a union of responsible countries that have the strength and consciousness to stop conflict immediately, provide all the necessary assistance in 24 hours, if necessary, even weapons, if necessary, sanctions, humanitarian support, political support, finances, everything you need to keep the peace and quickly save the world, to save lives. In addition, such association, such union could provide assistance to those who are experiencing natural disasters, man-made disasters, who felt victims to humanitarian crisis or epidemic. Remember how difficult it was for the world to do the simplest thing, just to give vaccines vaccines against COVID to save lives, to prevent new strains. The world spent months, years doing things like that much faster 
to make sure there are no human losses, no victims. Ladies and gentlemen, Americans, if such alliance would exist today, that is U24, we would be able to save thousands of lives in our country, in many countries of the world, those who need peace, those who suffer inhumane destruction. I ask you to watch one video, video of what the Russian troops did in our country, in our land. We have to stop it. We must prevent it, preventively destroy every single aggressor who seeks to subjugate other nations. Please watch the video. Okay, so the guilt trip uh, is thick uh, the entire time. The entirety of Congress is uh, through there for, what, about uh, 12 and a half, 13 minutes. And then uh, he decides to go ahead and uh, yank the last of the emotional strings and put them all on a bunch of tired old men who are representing the rest of uh, this country, I think, in the wrongest of ways, in the worst of potential times, that uh, everything has been set up here on uh, March 16th. Interest rates, you're already expecting uh, bad things. They've already put pressure on uh, gas, so you know where that's at. And they know that they can control these things up until sort of they let the uh, start of uh, World War III become official. And by official, meaning uh, Congress has to make the de declaration. That's exactly what Vladimir Zelensky is trying to get, get and goad the United States uh, to, to do. It's just absolutely and completely ludicrous. And I think, uh, Dowd, we've been right down the line the entire way on uh, all of this. I don't. I don't even want to see the rest of the video, Eddie, because I imagine they get a stand. He gets a standing ovation. Uh, the, maybe the worst line of it all. Uh, quote: I call on you to do more. Close quote. Uh, Mr. President, we have a 40% illegitimacy rate in this country. We have a massive suicide, uh, substance abuse problem. There are certain demographic groups in our country that are experiencing declining life expectancies that's never happened in american history for multiple years in a row in, in a row we have 30 trillion dollars in national debt we have somewhere like 100 maybe 200 trillion dollars in unfunded liabilities for our old people uh in the short term here we have raging inflation which does which does not seem to be going away uh, we have been going through a cultural revolution endorsed by our cultural elites uh, regarding wokeness that is destroying our free speech, our free association, it's destroying people's livelihoods. Um, you call on us to do more? In the words of Melvin Udall, the great Melvin Udall in the film, As Good As It Gets, go sell crazy somewhere else. We're all stocked up here. Women, children, blown up buildings, missiles, the sad music explosions, all part of the propaganda war in order to induce you into support for the Ukraine. Manufactured for maximum possible emotional effect may the guilt rest upon each of your shoulders should you reject any and all support for the ukrainian people declare yourselves now anti-american if you do not support the ukraine is essentially what these people are saying nothing could be more un-american than not supporting the ukraine 
You're the reason they're losing their houses, their life, their limbs. Close the sky over Ukraine, literally begging, asking, pleading for World War III. We know that creating a no-fly zone will not just accelerate, but will commence World War III. The final moments and here for Zelensky in, in English. Of course he speaks English. Of course he speaks English. How do you think he got the deal done to go ahead and uh, run his country into the ground to get paid off uh, by the Illuminati to get this thing going? Today, today it's not enough to be the leader of the nation. Today it takes to be the leader of the world. Being the leader of the world means to be the leader of peace. Oh, peace. Why would you ask? Doesn't depend why would you ask us to close the skies then? <laughs> more only on you and your people. It depends on those next to you. On those who are strong. Strong doesn't mean weak. Strong is brave and ready to fight for the life of his citizens and citizens of the world. For human rights, for freedom, for the right to live decently and to die when your time comes. And to die when your time comes. And it's wanted by someone else, by your neighbor. Today, the Ukrainian people are defending not only Ukraine, we are fighting for the values of Europe and the world, sacrificing our lives in the name of the future. That's why today the American people are helping not just Ukraine, but Europe and the world to keep the planet alive, wow. to keep justice in history. Now I'm almost 45 years old. Today my age stopped when the hearts of more than 100 children back after the top of the hour news. Gathered in their masses, no just like stop. witches at black masses. And this is my main issue. Evil minds that plot destruction. Sorcerer of death construction in the fields of bodies burning as the war machine keeps turning. Death and hatred to mankind, poisoning their brainwashed minds. Oh, larger. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon. The Rock of Talk. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA. Q.FM. Rock of Talk.com. Hour two coming at you right here in the ABQ. Broken TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, podcasting on Central Spotify, and SoundCloud. Don't forget, you can download our apps at rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com, ddowd.muska. Well, lots of uh, responses. We'll get to the text and uh, everything 
uh, that is uh, fit to read over the air, which is everything that you guys send to me, uh, as always. 550-5500 is the number to go ahead and text in your comments. Uh, yes, you're being led to war, pulled by the brass ring of your uh, bull ring uh, there at the front and dragged into war. That's what's happening. Um, you, you know, it doesn't matter which website you peruse. It, it, by the way, good news to share. Officially under 250 uh, today. So I guess I should do that for our hour two listeners. So just in case you guys wanted to know about all that kind of stuff, I think it's something that we should definitely talk about. Uh, perfect song. Uh, punch that F right in the throat. Love that. You're not black if you don't vote Democrat. I think the Ukrainian people was told what to say to pull in the American people. I don't think it uh, is going to work on certainly us. Uh, that That is absolutely the case. I think the Ukrainian president was told, let's see, what a disgusting speech. Oh, love this one. Uh, come on, come on. What a disgusting speech. So Congress laps up to BS and we get hosed. I don't want my kids sucked into that disaster. Bad enough that the debt will crush them. Um, by the way, they will, Congress will likely get together, debate it, and likely will declare war. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, that's all indications on that. Very quickly, your thought, uh, Dowd, on uh, whether or not we get goaded into war. Uh, as we want to use the Heels Up Harris, uh, full stop. Every time I think they can't get dumber, they do, Eddie. They so, do. Uh, you know, my initial inclination is no one on this planet could be that stupid. But the 535 people up on Capitol Hill, they might be. Uh, f- final point, I don't want to give this man any more attention. Boy, it's awfully curious that this man, this great leader of democratic values, I believe he said... Um, what, uh, uh, what uh, of course, call on you to do more. But he also said something about, oh, it's the brutal attack on basic human values and uh, democracy. Uh, anyone who knows, read any of the information about Ukraine prior to this happening knows that it was a country racked by a lot of corruption that did not really embrace a lot of our values. But well, that, that'll, that'll just get, you know, passed along. Uh, and then, of course, he said, uh, be the leader of the world and be the leader of peace. We can't keep peace in our major cities in America, Mr. President. There are parts of the Ukraine that are probably safer than parts of Albuquerque right now. Uh, that that uh, That's a harsh, harsh reality. But for a guy who's this brilliant leader in his country is facing this existential threat, he sure did have time to write and rehearse a pretty good speech and, and, and edit some slick video to tug at the uh, emotional heartstrings of Americans. Uh, maybe no, things are quite produced. as bad. Very polished, very polished yeah. highly yeah. produced, no doubt. Unbelievable. <laughs> My blood's boiling. Well, let's talk about uh, the headlines as you get uh, goaded into war. We'll get to more of your text uh, momentarily. Uh, this one from NBC, NBC exclusive. World War Three may have already started with Russian invasion, Zelensky tells NBC News. What they're trying to do right now is say that you're already in the middle of it. There's we just Now it's just an affirmation of this. Um, the possible miscalculation at the heart of the Russian plan to control Ukraine. They're trying to say that Russia is weak. Russia hasn't even hit the gas pedal on this thing yet. Okay. So just, just stop. Just stop with the foolishness. Former Zelensky advisor hunkered in Kiev has a message for the world celebrities. Oh, what is that? Uh, pick up a gun and, and start fighting. Zelensky's leadership, every one of these under pressure highlights the idiocy of Trump's betrayal. <laughs> How Zelensky appears to be bending history before our very eyes. That for Morning Joe. The propaganda continues, ladies and gentlemen. Biden on Putin, he is a war criminal. Biden and Zelensky are literally leading us into complete and total destruction. 
Let's go to, uh, sorry about that. Let's go directly to, they start playing all these ads as I'm looking at their website. You can't even go to a damn website anymore, Dowd. Kind of a case. <laughs> Horrific. Here it is. Got to play all this stuff up. Russia forces strike trio of civilian targets. More propaganda. Okay. They just got to keep doing it and saying how many civilians that they're killing. How Zelensky made the conflict relatable to America. Again, from CNN. Thank God for Zelensky is what they're basically saying. Biden criticizes Putin in harshest terms from any U.S. official so far. The journalist who protested on Russian state TV says it was impossible to stay silent. Ukrainian troops dig in to defend the port city of my, like, there's nothing whatsoever that puts us into question about our own decision-making. The key indicator may determine how bad a BA.2 wave could be in the U.S. for COVID-19. Yeah, that coming in today. Yeah. Yes, folks. CNN, MSNBC. Uh, let's get to some other liberal websites. How about Mother Jones? Let's see. The very anti-war Mother Jones. How, I wonder how they fare in all of this, Dowd. Mm-hmm. Help the truth survive in Russia, they lead with. That's right. Help the truth. We have a chance to save an independent reader-supported Russian newsroom that Vladimir Putin is trying to shut down. Medusa is one of their last remaining sources for truth for Russians. But the sanctions and clampdown on the press, they suddenly lost virtually all their support. Bill O'Reilly defends Tucker Carlson and makes one big embarrassing mistake. Top Putin propaganda says the Ukraine war is just the beginning. And finally, a team that owes most of its success to be to a Russian oligarch now wants other teams to be punished for it. So there you go. All the uh, propaganda that comes from even, you know, people who don't even, all they talk about is the environment and uh, I don't know, <laughs> the environment <laughs> and racial injustice. And suddenly their lead thing at the very top. Give me some other liberal uh, sites. Uh, Daily Beast, do you think? Uh, uh, yeah, The Nation, the- MSNBC. <laughs> Daily Beast, all the propaganda that's got everyone caught up in all this. Daily Beast. Uh, Fox is a, a, a part of this too, folks. Let's see. Judge wants to review investigation tactics in Bannon case. Uh, laughably bad Zelensky deep fakes could turn to a dangerous turn. Uh, nothing really here. Ukraine theater marked with children's signal before bombing. Okay. Uh, we'll step out of that. Not, not the worst things. Uh, that. The Nation. We'll do that uh, next. Uh, uh, think of one or two more, if you don't mind, from the left out. Let's see. Oh, uh, what actually killed Breonna Taylor? Yeah, they say, wow, as woke as ever. Uh, nothing here. Fossil fuels beget dictators. Americans may think we are powerless as we bear witness to Putin's war. But here we go. We can battle with our cars, probably. And the bravery of the Ukrainian resistance. Yeah. Bear witness to Putin's war and the bravery of the Ukrainian resistance eddie i think you hit on something right there and you mentioned it a minute or so ago if the coverage is all brave ukrainians russia getting bogged down russia bought off bit off more than it could chew it's it's basically surreptitiously leading americans and american leaders to say well if we did get much more involved uh we would just be pushing this in the inevitable direction toward a russian defeat uh, and so it's not the risk isn't that much uh, by trying to claim that Russia is weak. It, it is an indirect way of encouraging us to get involved. And, and I would agree to the extent that 
Russia is 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 not exactly you know the Wehrmacht in in 1939. I mean, Russia Russian society is terrible, racked by alcoholism. They have a declining population. They're, they're, but they have nuclear weapons, and Russia as a wounded animal. I mean, the most dangerous animal you encounter is a wounded beast. And if anything, Russia's weakness. I, I think if they are afraid of losing face, or if they think that their leader is going to be toppled, that might spur them to do really really reckless things so uh it's it's a it's a clever i don't know if it's conscious on the part of our media eddie to try to portray russia as weaker than it is but but by sending that consistent message it could indirectly encourage the mitt romney dopes of the world uh, of our government uh to get more aggressive uh yes russia's weak in a lot of ways it also has thousands of nuclear warheads which makes it very strong in one very important way Let's talk about. Uh, let's do a little tail of the tape, and then uh, we'll we'll let's just get a couple more left. I think um, you know you put it much better than I did, uh, Dow. That's exactly what they're doing, giving us a false confidence in that uh, all we have to do is basically just uh, push on the boxer and he'll fall over. You know, we don't need to hit him one more time. That that's sort of the way that they're they're doing this. So let's do a tail of the tape: Russia versus the U.S. military power of USA versus Russia. Okay. 331 million people in the United States, 146 million people in Russia, uh, an area of 9.8 million kilometers squared uh, in the U.S., 17.1 kilometers squared, uh, 17.1 million kilometers squared. Uh, So twice the size, half the population. However, uh, the proximity is a big deal when it comes to fighting. $61 billion uh, is the Russian uh, army. Or seven hundred and thirty-eight billion uh, here in terms of our military budget. They have uh, one point one five million active personnel. We have uh, one point three eight five, so we about to have what two hundred thousand more reserves. However, they've got two million on reserves. We only have eight hundred forty-nine thousand reserves available for military total. When you look at it, seventy-three million in the United States, which would include me and you, Dowd, and thirty-five million available for military in uh, Russia. Here we go is very very interesting china being the most uh they have twice as much as both of us it's uh, basically us versus russia would be all they they take russia has 12,270 tanks the united states has 6,612 tanks armored fighting vehicles we have 41,000 they have 27,000 total artillery oh russia at uh, 19,000 United States only has 4,200. Here's where it gets interest, interesting. You ready for this? You want to know how, how, how much Russia can throw our way? They've got 6,532 self-propelled artillery. We've only got 1,498. They have four times that. They also have four times the amount of rocket artillery. 4,359 versus 1,366. U.S. has 991 something called M270s and 375 M142s. And we're really getting heady here, Doug. So, but we'll we'll break this out. Yeah, these are basically like military style tanks, is what we have. Okay, it's a uh, it fires 227 millimeter cannons, a firing range of about 300 kilometers, 12 barrels. Uh, speed of 60, uh, 40 miles an hour max and a weight of 25 tons is what we send. 
And uh, wow, we don't have a whole lot on the continent, interestingly enough, uh, right there in the Ukraine. Let's look at the Ukraine uh, and look at the Ukrainian armed forces now that we have broken out both Russia and U.S. I think that's a fair thing to say, right? So we can figure out our shortcomings now. Did that sure. be yeah. Yeah. Let's try to look at things logically as if we're running things. Um, the military budget of Ukraine. It is $5.4 billion, which is only 3% of its GDP and 36% of what Saudi Arabia does. And Saudi Arabia can't even protect itself. It is 0.7% of the military budget of the United States of America. Active personnel. What did I say? $1.4 million for the United States with 800000 roughly on reserve. Mm -hmm. Total active personnel for the Ukraine is 255,000 or 12% of what China has. Yes, folks. Unable to defend itself. It only has 17% of what Russia has in terms of tanks. No amount of tanks that we send to the Ukraine is going to save the Ukraine. They're outgunned. They're done. They only have 2,105 tanks. 17% 17% of what Russia has. Something called an AFV. Is that an all-forces vehicle? I don't know. Whatever that is. Okay. They only have 17% of what the United States has. 6,990. Russia has more than 29,000. We have 41,000. There it is. Artillery. They have 20% of what Russia has. Self-propelled guns. 16% of what Russia has. Those are those small, faster tanks. And rocket artillery, they only have 13%. Yes, Dowd, get ready for this one. Drum roll, please. When it comes to rocket artillery, the Ukraine only has 13% at what North Korea has. It is bad, folks. They've got 300 T-72s, 165 T-84s. 340 T-80s and 1,300 uh, what are called T-64s. Total aircraft for poor little Ukraine. They only have 3% of the total aircraft. Why should we we ante up to the table? We're going to have to fight. They only have 70 jets. They have a total of 326 aircraft. 70 jets. 70 jets. They have 6% of what China has. When it comes to attack uh, airplanes, jets, they only have 3%. So forget the ghost of Kiev. It's the ghost of the military. And only 129 helicopters, 3% of the United States. Ukraine doesn't have a military force. Let's see. How do we get the United States into a nuclear war with uh, defending a country that simply cannot defend itself? They fly what's called MiG-29s. They only have 27 of those. A McCoyan MiG-29. And they have 43 SU-27s. By the way, this is not a very robust uh, uh, jet, by the way. It does not do very much. Uh, Looking at this thing, it uh, has a range of 3,530 kilometers. It goes as fast as 1,550 miles an hour and uh, reaches a 60,000-foot ceiling. Um, But in terms of what's being employed by the Ukraine, boy, not enough to defend itself. Uh, by comparison, Ukraine is similar to Vietnam in the number of SU-27s it has. 
Russia, by comparison, has 10 times the number of Su-27s that Russia had. Can we just do this as a math problem at this point? Shouldn't uh, war be a math problem? Why don't we go to the MiG-29s? I think that's fair. Let's see when it comes to uh, MiG-to-MiGs, okay? Russia versus Ukraine. Let's look at all the various countries that have more MiG-29s than the Ukraine. How about Syria? They've got 34 compared to the Ukraine's 27. How about Poland? Oh, wait. They've got 27, too. They were going to send all 27 of them there to double them up. That's going to go good against the 449 MiG-29s that Russia owns. India has 36 MiG-29s. India. Excuse me. Let me me, me rephrase that. 99 MiG-29s. They got... 66 MiG-29s and 36 MiG-29Ks. Belarus. I can't even find that out on a map. Only I could find it recently, but Azerbaijan has half, half the number of MiG-29s that Ukraine has. I don't even know what to say about this. We're going to send military support. Like uh, we, we're, we're trying to sift through the rubble here, folks. It's going to get bad. You know how many drones that the Ukraine has? 12. Yeah, uh, 12. 12, like the total. Yes, let's ship arms so they can have a, uh, so they can try to uh, deal. So let's go back to look at uh, China finally in the United States, where we can finally get a leg up on. Remember, we're already outgunned when it comes to Russia on three different places, all in those uh, long-range artillery tanks, okay? China versus the United States. They've got six times the population. They've got exactly the same area, by the way. They've got a budget militarily of 300 billion versus our 700 billion. Okay. When it comes to manpower, they've got a army of 10.1 million. United States has 2 million. We're one fifth of what they are. One fifth. Number of tanks, well, the Chinese have 5,750, soon to pass the U.S. is 6,612. Let's take a look at the total artillery. Uh, China has twice as much as we do. Yeah, you didn't know this. Don't act like you came into the Kiva today and act like you had all this knowledge when it came to how much we are outgunned. Self-propeller artillery, 2720 for the Chinese, only 1498 for the U.S. And rocket artillery, China has three times the amount that the United States of America has. And finally, when it comes to total aircraft, well, China's working on it slowly but surely. They got one third, but they got four times the number of fighter aircrafts. That's right. Straight up fighter aircrafts in the U.S. You know, the United States only has 461 fighter aircraft. China has 1,049. Multi-role aircrafts, you know. C-130s, things like that. China has 1130. United States has 2417. Attack aircraft, we have 566 compared to China's 120. And where we really do well happens to be helicopters and combat drones. We have 334 combat drones to China's 151. And finally, the most important part, 
Because I'm what am I what have I been advocating the last three shows? Guarding Taiwan. Let me tell you why timing is everything. Taiwan has twice the Navy that the United States of America has. You had no idea. I know. I know it's okay. They have five more submarines than we do. They have 74 to our 69. They have 73 Corvettes to our 22. They have 38 destroyers uh, to our 94. And our aircraft carriers, we outnumber them by five, including the big ones, the 75 landing helicopter and airplane docks. That's right. We've got our 10 Nimitz, seven WASP class, and then uh, two America class, whereas uh, China, when you look at China, they've got one landing helicopter dock and two Type 01, which is where they can uh, land their airplanes, which is something called a Kuznetsov class. Yes, manufactured by none other than Russia itself. Mm. Yep. <clears throat> there we are. That's where uh, China gets it. The last five nuclear weapon states under the NPT, which at this moment possess approximately 280 nuclear warheads in total. The number of deployed bombs is unknown. The first test that occurred to be successful occurred in 64. The main goal of Chinese was to build a deterrent against two major nuclear powers, the United States as well as the Soviet Union. The nation decided to choose Dried Lake for a nuclear site, Lop Nur. China developed and tested its first atomic device in 64. They managed to test their first hydrogen 32 months later. As a result, they can boast the shortest period of time between developing fission and fusion technology. They managed to conduct 45 tests of nuclear weapons. The data regarding the stockpile of accumulated warheads is uncertain, but the same thing concerns the number of deployed warheads. It's all due to the limited information that the country provides. We should bear in mind that they are the only country out of the five nuclear weapon states under the NPT that does not give a positive security assurance to the United Nations. United States. Well, we were the first. You know all about that. You now know that we are outgunned, outmanned. 18 to 24 is the service age for China. 18 years of age for the United States of America. Maximum enlistment for the following. Yes, folks, we're talking about World War III. 42 for the Army. You're older than that. You can't get in. 27 for Air Force. 34 years of age for the Navy and 28 for the Marines. You jarheads. <laughs> We love them. Service obligation is eight years on the enlistment, including two to five years of active duty, two years active, four years active, including the Department of Defense, eliminating prohibitions, restricting women from assignments and units, smaller than brigades and near combat units. For China, 18 to 24 years for selected compulsory military service, two-year service obligation, no minimum age for voluntary service. All officers are volunteers, 18, 19 years of age for women, and high school graduates who meet requirements for specific military. Do we really need a war on two fronts? And for those of you wondering about Russia, we compared it at the beginning, but I think it bears repeating. Bears repeating. Military Russian power happens to be as great, if not greater in several categories, than the United States of America. Pretty crazy. 18 to 27 years of the conscriptory, compulsory, or voluntary military service. Males are registered for the draft at 17. One-year service obligation, reserve obligation for non-officers, age 50, enrollment in military schools. From the age of 16, cadets declassified or classified as members of the armed forces. And who has the most nuclear warheads? 
That would be Russia yep. with a total store of 6,490, which is approximately about 800 more than the United States of America. When it comes to the number of deployed warheads, the amount is the same as in the case of Americans, namely 1,600 deployed warheads being ready to be fired at any time. I bet you just learned a lot there. If you learned a lot about the comparisons between militaries, since uh, this is the war that you want. We just heard Zelensky. He's leading the charge into war, uh, addressed our Congress. And uh, I'm just glad I lost all this weight out and got in shape so that way I can... Uh, you know, go for military. Oh, wait, I forgot. I'm over 42 years of age. Can't, oh, can't 42 is the cutoff? <laughs> 42 is the cutoff. There it okay. is. Okay. Well, that's, that's good for me. <laughs> that's very, Eddie, I, you know, reading the, these statistics, I mean, I don't know what, two or three weeks ago, if somebody tuned into a, a radio program talking about these kinds of things, they would have said, what are those people lost their minds? Uh, who cares about any of this? I mean, it's, it's not an unreasonable thing to do in the world we find ourselves in right now. And that's... Uh, Wow, we thought St. George of Fentanyl and um, lockdowns and out-of-control inflation. We, we're going to look back fondly on that era of American history, aren't we, if we, if we keep going down the path we're going? Who knows? Uh, who, who could actually understand or even try to think that it would be the people on the right who would be attempting, attempting to go ahead and uh, bring back the Vietnam era on a number of different fronts? And I really think that if we did that, I, I, I know, Dowd, last night I was texting you a lot. I was... I was feeling pretty good, you know. And the reason why is I was watching Jimi Hendrix. Right. right. Jimi Hendrix at Monterey. Just watching him perform. We're going to talk more about that. We've got a new show coming up Saturday morning, so looking forward to that, uh, called Saturdays in the Salon. It'll be a compilation of both uh, Dowd and I talking about some things that are maybe a little bit more offbeat, uh, more cultural, because uh, believe it or not, we don't just talk about politics or policy or entertainment or any of those types of things. We talk about everything. So I'm looking forward to that doubt. And I think we can get more into the hows and the whys of what we think um, when it comes to uh, stuff that are happening in culture that makes us rethink everything. And oh, yeah. I, I launched into not a tirade, but I thought some really good. Remember, I'm, and I'm addressing doubt in all this, who, by the way, is white. So let's, uh, yep, doubt is white. Uh, I just informed him. He's, he's now suddenly aware. I didn't know. Yep, there it is. I said, Dowd, I think the white people had their cultural peak at Woodstock. <laughs> Remember all these roll of people are shaking their fists at the man. We're not going to war, you know. Jenny's boyfriend's hitting him in the back of the bus as they protest up in uh, Washington, D.C. I think she should go back to her home in Greenbow, Alabama. Pretty good. Well, the only white people went to Woodstock. Monterey and other psychotropic-induced experiences. Their children understand this, and I think they took so many drugs that it got into their DNA forever. And we're still experiencing the reactions to what they ingested. Unbelievable that they flipped. Right? They're going to war. Everything we are living is a side effect post-mortem of that era. Every psychological DSM diagnosis was created after that point, and I, I sent it to doubt. 68 was when DSM-2 came out, which is really kind of the first official DSM. They yearn for conflict. Let me repeat that. They yearn for conflict, hoping they can justify their quote-unquote acting out. Choices. Drama. 
et cetera, can't protect them from the black hole nihilistic feeling or nihilistic feeling, if you prefer to pronounce it that way, they cannot shed when they ultimately hope will give them meaning. This is why we have World War III. I'm going to read this slightly faster so that you captured all of it. Okay. I think white people had their cultural peak at Woodstock. I think only white people went to Woodstock, Monterey, and other psychotropic-induced experiences. Their children understand this, and you know, their children now, who are probably my age. And I think they took so many drugs that I got into their DNA forever, and we are still experiencing their reactions to what they ingested. Everything we are living is a side effect post-mortem of that era. Every psychological DSM diagnosis was created after that point. All of you guys have what we call first world problems. Oh my God, I can't get it together. Uh, I can't put one foot in front of the other. Oh, I've got this, uh, I don't know, whatever, something going on that some doctor told you you had, and you're like, I walk around, and it becomes your excuse. They yearn for conflict, hoping they can justify their acting out. Choices, drama, etc., cannot protect them from the black hole. Nihilistic feeling they can't shed when they ultimately hope will give them meaning. World War III. They want the next Vietnam, folks. They want the next raison d'etre. They want the next reason for being. I just finished Jimmy at Monterey. I sent him the DSM-2. And I sent him, don't do drugs, Dow. Don't do drugs. Folks, the music's going to save you. There's no doubt about it. The drugs will not. Not to mention the psychological uh, and paternalistic and uh, maternalistic abuse that you got from a misguided uh, group of parents who led their parent who led their children uh, up until this point. There's no doubt about it. That's the way that I think of it. Five fifty fifty five hundred. That's five fifty fifty five hundred uh, here in the Kiva on AM six hundred KIVA BQ dot FM. Rockoftalk.com. When we return, uh, we'll take your phone calls. We're going to go all the way until 7 o'clock. No interviews, uh, thankfully. I know Dowd's going to be excited about that. We'll have a chance to go ahead and get into uh, Dowd's writing for today. So we'll do a little bit of that uh, as well. 535, sorry for the long second hour opener, but hopefully you enjoyed it.
children. It's just a shot away. 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 Yeah. 543 is uh, right there. So, nonetheless, there are people who are caught in the middle of all this. They never had a choice and uh, they never had a direction. They looked to their leadership that ever provided them uh, true direction, uh, whether that's Vladimir Zelensky or Joe Biden. Uh, we find ourselves exactly where we find ourselves in the worst of possible positions. Uh, the blind leading the blind uh, in a blind world, the one and one eyed man uh, is king. I'm going to read a couple of uh, quick texts I think it's important to jump upon. Uh, before the fall, what comes before the fall, ladies and gentlemen? That would be pride. Uh, and I'm like, you know, why do I have to argue with these people? While your statistics all sound good, Eddie, uh, there's one thing. Oh, here's, the, here's the smart guys, Doubt. They always love <laughs> to jump in. They, like, they didn't have anything prepared. And it was like, well, you know what? Uh, well, everything sounds really, really good. One thing you didn't take into account. And that is the technological advantage that we have. Oh, the tech advantage. I'm sorry. You're right. Uh, we have, uh, what, faster bullets? Do we have bigger bangs on our warhead? No, no, it's pretty much all the same. <laughs> Anything more than what's needed to get the job done is just vanity. We have over both China and Russia. Oh, you're going to do that on both fronts? Like China by itself on several categories is bigger than... United States of America, right? We, we know that. We know well, that Russia <laughs> on several categories is bigger than America. And we just told you when it comes to planes and everything else, like a lot of these countries have made up serious ground. He says, we have over both China and Russia. I think the Ukrainians are proving right now that the Russian army is not as formidable as everybody thought it was. What? They've got a budget of $5 billion. They've got no 3% of the tanks that, that Russia has. You're like, oh, we've got a chance. We need to get, so in, there, get in there. Meanwhile, our guys are training in Operation Cold Response. I said, keep telling yourself those stories, bro. Pride comes before the fall. I think you're misunderstanding me. I do not want to go to war. We're not talking about war. We don't actually have a, like, why is there a discussion about it? You don't want to go to war. I don't want to go, go to war or any of this kind of stuff. Like, uh, we're in war. Like, that's over. Just wait for them to formally declare it. I believe that that's going to come on the uh, 22nd. China uh, would not work out for well for anybody. Oh, right. We're in, the, in a, in a, in, where everybody is in a war, nobody wins. Oh, look, that's one of my favorites. Always one of these. One, well, one I would just thing. simply remind the texter that uh, that wonderful bumper sticker that I used to see in the 70s and 80s growing up as a young lad in the southern New England portion of our country. One nuclear bomb can ruin your whole day, sir. Uh, I'm, I, I have no doubt that our night vision goggles are probably better than oh, China's yeah. and better than Russia's. I, I have no doubt that the Javelin anti-tank missile is a, is a great anti-tank weapon, but we're talking about big time geopolitical war here with nuclear armed countries. And uh, in, in that regard, maybe your defense would be, Oh, our missile defense system. Listen, people have documented the, the government itself, the inspector general and the general, uh, the government accountability office has documented the many, many failures of our missile defense system. The fact that they don't test it in realistic circumstances. Uh, once those ICBMs start coming our way, either the land-based ICBMs or submarine-based ICBMs that they could sail right up to, up, our, up to our coasts and fire them off at us. Um, I, I agree with you, sir. I'm sure in many ways we have a technological advantage. 
When it comes to nuclear missiles, you got to throw all that stuff out. Uh, let's uh, go back to Rudyard Kipling. Uh, we can go back to all the uh, people who are writing about uh, various things, and they made odes. Ode to the British soldier. Ode to the British, right. you know, strength. Uh, right? Pride comes when, when before you're, the fall. When you're when you're fallen and dying on the Afghanistan's plane, and the women come out to cut up what remains, just turn to your rifle and blow out your brains and go to your god like a soldier. Wow, that's <laughs> really good. This one uh, with apologies to Kipling, rewritten for Afghanistan to British soldiers. When you're lying alone in your Afghan bivy. In your life, it depends on some M.O.D. Clivy, civvy. When the body armor's shared, one set between three, and the firefight's not like it is on TV, then you'll look upon your oppo, your gun, and your god as you follow that path all Tommies have trod. Is that what they refer to themselves as, Tommies? Yeah. Okay. When the Gippy has... I'm glad I know a white guy. Like I didn't realize that there was actually white culture oh, down. I actually had to go into... Wow, that's interesting. Well, there really, has to really be because cool. we use our culture to oppress everybody else on the planet. So, oh, got it. That's right. I forgot about that. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah, when no, the no, Gipsy... no non-white people have ever killed each other in world history ever. No, no, I don't think so. There's never been a black-on-black crime, and certainly no. it was never. No any countries war. in Asia have never gone have ever gone to war ever. Tribes did not war uh, in Native American land uh, prior to you know the cowboys coming in or you know the British or whatever yep. the colonials whatever. When the gimpy has jammed and you're down one round and the faith that you'd lost is suddenly found. When the Taliban horde is close up the fort and you pray that the arty don't drop around short, stick to your sergeant like a good squaddle should and fight them like Satan or one of his brood. Your pay, it won't cover your needs or your wants, so just stand there and take all the Taliban taunts. No generals, no civvies can... Ought to amend it, except make sure you're kept in a place you can't spend it. Three fifty an hour in your Afghani cage, not as nearly as much as the minimum wage. Your missus at home in a foul-married quarter with a damp on the walls and a roof linking water. Your kids miss their mate, their hero, their dad. They're missing their childhood that they should have had. One day it will be different, one day, by and by, as you all stand there and watch to see the pigs fly. Just like your forebears in mud, dust and ditch, you'll march and you'll fight and you'll drink and you'll bitch. Whether Froggy or Zulu or Jerry or Bower, the Brits will fight on till the battle is over. You may treat them like dirt, but now it will unnerve them. But I wonder sometimes if the country deserves it. Wow. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Bang. Love that. Uh, written, you know, we were, we're evoking 9-11, right? Uh, this uh, written back in 2009 as the Brits continue to Fight alongside us in uh, Afghanistan. Uh, there you go. Uh, quick call uh, here in the Kiva. Go ahead, caller. Hey, it's GoBro. Um, just a scenario. Uh, would China ever let Russia attack the United States? China has a billion people to feed. Where do they make all their money? Selling stuff to the United States. Not only that, they would fully arm them. Uh, they would help. They would work alongside them. They would destroy the United States. Uh, they have enough people to consume their own stuff. Uh, if you want to be the truly hegemonic power and the one world leader, uh, there's no better way. That China can beat Russia, but if Russia wanted to attack the United States, China would uh, join along with them immediately. I, I just think 
they could come up with a virus that had just wiped out Russia in yeah. a day. Or any other country. Uh, Do you know how large Russia is? I'm sorry, what is that? Do you know how large Russia is? Are you aware of the landmass and the number of people that are in Russia and the number of uh, rudimentary, strange, sort of uh, out-on-the-outpost type places? Like, you think of the Wild West. Nothing is more uh, Wild West than the uh, Siberian hinterlands. Uh, Dowd, I think I'm correct in, in saying uh, 11 time zones, 11, yeah. Time, so. yeah, 11 time zones. And the population density is like one tenth of what it is in the United what States of America. It's right in Sarah Palin's backyard. Come on. <laughs> All right. So there we go. 550, 50, 500. I wish. Well, I Eddie, the color makes an interesting point. I mean, for a lot of years, uh, some of the folks uh, in the economic sphere have called us Chimerica. Uh, we, we buy cheap goods from China. China finances a lot of our debt. There's this dependent symbiosis underway. But uh, it looks to me, at least in the last few weeks, the last few months, or the last two years, the geopolitical situation has shifted quite a bit. So China is going to do what China is going to do. When countries con conquer, don't they generally take gold? You know what I'm saying here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's just talk real about assets. It. I mean, I come <laughs> right. I come from, you know, conquerors, right? The Spanish. What, what were the Spanish constantly in a quest for? They weren't in a quest for land. They weren't for, uh, you know, to go ahead and, and grow the Catholic church. No, it was gold. They were just greedy mofos. <laughs> They're just looking for, I don't You guys have a uh, Incan God and Aztec. God. I don't know. Show me where the gold is. We got to find that stuff. Like, do you realize like how much gold that Spain basically? What were they looking for? They're looking for gold everywhere, everywhere they possibly could, and then they took it back. You know how much gold is probably, you know, tons of gold, literally oh, yeah. tons of gold is resting in the Atlantic Ocean on sunken ships. Yep, pirate ships. Where do you think pirates came from? Mm -hmm. So if a country is conquered, and you're having to sort of rejuvenate everything, uh, where does money come from? Where's the value of money come from? gold why we still to a certain degree for those people who still look at it we haven't had a gold standard since 1912 but we sort of still have a gold standard so the spanish were here taking as much gold as they can and many other empires as well and then of course you know there's spices and you can talk about marco polo and all and any territory that is conquered you could talk about the romans you could talk about the greeks and anything that they were looking for they weren't looking to go ahead and, and, and achieve some level of manifest destiny to expand their empire. They sort of did it because they had the currency because they had the military and the forces. That's why. It, it, you don't have to go to war college to study this stuff, folks. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty simple. And, you can see uh, a lot of that gold at, uh, there's a couple of uh, museums in Key West. I was there a couple of years ago, Eddie, and some of those shipwrecks that have been revived you know, have been, well, the, the, the valuable stuff has been brought to the surface. So uh, Mel Fisher, I think, was the big guy uh, doing that. There's still a lot of gold in the Caribbean and in the, in, in the Gulf, I bet, uh, waiting yep. for some smart person to discover it. But uh, yeah, I, we are, history is not over, it appears. Uh, the, 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 the global homos, as many of our friends on the uh, alt-right no. call them, the global right. homogenization people, uh, they they believe that they're on the right side of history, as, as Eddie would say. Uh, the the you know, democratic values and progressive uh, you know cultural beliefs and international institutions, that's 
uh, that's the way of uh, the, the way one direction. Mankind's going in only that direction. Well, I hate to say it, folks, uh, in in McLean, Virginia, uh, and in Foggy Bottom, but maybe Putin doesn't want to go that way. Maybe China doesn't want to go that way. Maybe you've got a fifth column right here in America. A lot of us haven't really signed on to that vision yet. Maybe some of us never will. <clears throat> war pigs. My mom thought that song was about the devil. I told her you're half right. It's about war and politicians. She didn't believe me. Uh, it's actually about bringing in the devil. Uh, you could probably play that at your church, and they would probably all agree with it. Uh, it it's, it's that good of a song. Randy checks in. Look to the end game. Star Wars. They sent a direct hit recently. Satellites are next. I don't know anything about that. Fun fact. A friend in the gold mining industry once told me less than 10%, more like around 5% of gold has ever been mined in the history of mankind. I believe that's true, yeah. How would you be able to quantify what's actually been mined or uh, what, what the total amount is? How would you estimate what gold is? Is it based upon a certain play? I mean, a certain terrain? Like, how do you quantify that? I think that's a sort of an impossible thing to quantify. Speaking of gold, uh, green gold, uh, we'll talk about environmentalism. Uh, we've got that to uh, address. Uh, uh, Dowd, give us a, a preview of Hour 3. We'll get into a number of uh, local stories uh, finally. I guess we'll jump into that uh, as well. Fuel prices up. Federal state conservation push reached staunch New Mexico opposition. Everyone trying to save their asses. CYA, cover your asses. Everyone is suddenly on the side of, oh, poor middle class guy's got to pay $4. How are they going to make ends meet? Uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, a Biden to attend as NATO calls emergency session. Well, that's, that's a total, uh, complete failure. Nothing good can come uh, from Mexican that. Forces press their assault on Ukraine's capital. All members of NATO travel to war toward country in a unified show of support. White House announced that next week, Ukrainian President Zelensky pushed his call for urgent military aid in a speech to Canadian Parliament as well. A message he likely will repeat Wednesday, as he did this morning, as you can see. Uh, they're going to go to Brussels. Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg on Tuesday convened an emergency summit for March the 24th. The date is important and more important than I think uh, uh, than that is the fact that I gave you an explanation that the United States will declare war before a NATO summit. Before the NATO summit, it makes way more sense than declared after the fact. Because we have to go in there and show our lead, show our strength, and it's all going to be feigned. It's all going to be fake not going to be real and uh it's going to be hollowed and uh, echoed out i wish it were different we would have a much different yes i'm going to say it i didn't want to go in this direction it would be a very different situation we never got to this situation had donald trump been, been president it's true it is absolutely true uh, he himself is a deterrent because nobody has any idea what he's going to do at any time and the way his he has a reaction he tries to make uh, his opponents accountable for what they do he did it on stage he did it in diplomacy and uh, he certainly did it uh, when it came ev to everything from photo ops to, uh, you know, cleaning up uh, the crap that was in his uh, White House. So give us a preview hour three, Dowd, on the release of the Wednesday article. Yeah, just, just very quickly, Eddie, I would say that uh, remember how they all said we were going to have global thermonuclear war if you elect Donald Trump? Turns out when you get rid of Donald Trump, you're going to have global thermonuclear war. Uh, yeah, next hour, folks, we're going to talk about my new piece. It's not protected by a paywall. You can read it yourself if you're not a subscriber, but uh, we only offer this once in a while. So uh, electric vehicles, you know, in New Mexico, electricity, zero emissions, zero carbon. Turns out two thirds of the juice in your electric car comes from coal and natural gas. I don't think they know that in Corrales and Taos, but we're going to educate those folks about that reality in the next hour. All right, good. We'll do that uh, when we return, as always, right here in the Kiva. On AM 1600-KIVA, abq.fm, and as always, uh, download us, right? 
www.rockoftalk.chat. Uh, we're getting that thing taken care of. www.rockoftalk.com. And then, of course, you can go uh, to rockoftalk.tv. That's the best place where you can certainly uh, watch us as well. Back after the top of the hour news right here in the Kiva. They appreciate everybody tuning in as always. like the song Mother do you think they'll try to break my balls Should I run for president? Mother, should I trust the government?
606 in the 505 with more 411 here for you. Third hour. I'm Eddie Yurg on the Rock of Talking of 1600. KIVABQ.FM. Rockoftalk.com. That's rockoftalk.com. You can also catch us uh, directly at rockoftalk.tv. Pink Floyd the Wall. Uh, I got something today. It does have the word pink in it, uh, by the way. And I cannot tell you how excited I am. Um, one of our advertisers, he is retiring, and I couldn't be more proud of him. And uh, I'm going to get to interview him before he shuts down. He doesn't know it yet. He's listening. He's one of my most avid listeners. He's literally grown his business um, by advertising here on this radio station. I can't tell you the number of advertisers who have come on. And I'm real finicky. Like, I either kind of li- either like you or I don't, right? I think, uh, is that finicky? That, that wouldn't be finicky. You know, that's, uh, what would you call that, Dowd? Uh, this is not... Oh, hold on. We got to get Dowd uh, on the air. What, what is that, Dowd? Uh, I would I would call it something that used to be a compliment. Discriminating. We used to be we oh. all used to be discriminating. Then it became a, yeah. a bad word. Yeah. So we're going to be losing a show, uh, which I'm very happy. I'm going to be making a decision to do that. I just I don't have I have a low threshold tolerance for BS. You know, that's the way it is. So we've been through the ringer. Uh, Kiva's constantly attacked. I deal with it every day. All the time, but one of my favorite. Oh, by the way, have you looked at? Have you had these? Look at these. These are Ooh. chili lime crave. Okay, <laughs> part of uh, some of the stuff I eat. All natural, oven roasted chili lime. It's not jerky. So when you cure uh, beef, it's a little bit too much. For those of you guys who are spending way too much money, there's like these local jerky guys that are like, it's so stupid how much money people are spending on jerky. I can get uh, eight of these packages for less than 40 bucks right here. Let me tell you, this is the secret right here. Beef, beef. So uh, this is called Crave Oven Roasted Chili Lime, made with 100% grass-fed beef. Oh, my gosh. Right there. <laughs> About 200 calories in America is animal. Um, but this guy is such a good guy, and I relate on him in so many levels, and He gave me something. I have to buy it, of course. But he literally gave me the option to buy something that is truly one of a kind and completely and totally unattainable. Yeah. And it has to do with the most famous show here in the Albuquerque metro area. An actual prop, which you are all very familiar with, which he had. And, you know, he has built his business and done a lot of his stuff like he can't tell you the number of people who came through his office and came through his showroom and came through all just based upon hearing his voice all the time. And he's a good guy. So we're going to have that story. And then, you know, we're going to go ahead and lay it out into the Kiva lobby. There it is. Officially today, I'm officially under two, two fitty, two fitty. Yeah. Two fitty. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go much more. I'm going to go to maybe two twenty-five. I think at most I'm, I'm pumping iron now. Now's the, uh, we did the slimming down the phase. Like, you can't do it all at once, folks. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you go, oh, I'm going to diet and exercise. Like, whoa, <laughs> stop. Just You can't do any of those things. One step at a time. One thing. My kids are doing their sit-ups and push-ups. You know, that's cool. <laughs> I got Sam holding Bastion, and he's like, I'd be a good te- G- uh, PE teacher, but I don't want to be. And he's like whipping uh, Sebastian into, <gasps> into shape. Sebastian's like, oh, I can't do it. And yet Sebastian <laughs> is like the most muscular little kid there is. You know, I got to see him again <clears> soon. Yeah, well, we got to get you uh, all in. Yeah, the, the families uh, hasn't been together uh, this year, so we got to get the four of you because uh, they need some Milano cookie rewards. That's true. That would be that would be incumbent upon them. We're, we're, I'd lose some weight if I start giving them the cookies and not saving them for me. 
Yeah, speaking <sighs> of, you weren't you sort of on the same track? Not to compare, but you were also sort of jumping into that, right? Uh, you know, I've had a, uh, I've, I've lost, uh, well, let's see. I, I lost around Mom, 20, Eddie, uh, about 20, maybe 18, 19. Yeah. And then, and then the last couple of weeks happened and, uh, looking at things like, uh, you know, I don't know, ICBMs raining down on Albuquerque. It's not like, you know, there are a lot of nuclear assets and know-how in, in, in the land of enchantment. So I've really been, used to be, I'd cheat once a week. I've been Ooh. cheating most nights lately and I've been packing it back on so uh the Yo, good news is i uh you know we're planning the vegas trip for late august uh, i know for a fact that my sister will be in town and uh she will notice if all those pounds are put back on so okay, uh, changes changes are going to be made in the days and weeks ahead in, in d doubt muska's life well i want to make sure that you get that uh <clears throat> smith and walensky steak there Oh, we're already planning on on which which steakhouse to go to, and we're also planning a day trip because we're going to be there for four or five days. Planning mm -hmm. a day trip out to Perump. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! What? Why? Are you going to go see our Bell's old oh. uh, old place, or are you yeah. going to go see some other uh, Bell? <laughs> Nothing's written in stone. The minute I mentioned legal brothel, my sister started to backtrack on that for a day trip. Uh, you know, Eddie, there's a little. Okay, um, wait, 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 wait. I got to volunteer. Just to be honest, I have a total 100% honesty policy with my um, audience here. Right. Yesterday, I volunteered some information. The day before that, I volunteered some information. You're picking up bits and pieces. Since none of you guys think I'm that wholesome of a guy anyway, <laughs> what you, would you call the kids' rap scallion? <laughs> Scaramouche. Scaramouche. <laughs> uh, yours truly actually did take a trip to Pahrump one time. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went to Pahrump, and uh, you're talking about two places that are right next to each other. Um, like a Sunday afternoon, I'm like, uh, you know, um, my wife at the time, we're like, what the hell? We're just going to go and... You know, be, I don't know that I should volunteer this stuff, but I don't know how I don't volunteer knowing that you're addressing this stuff and stating that you're going to go into that area. Okay. Is this good? Do, do, does my conservative, um, do, do they rip off my conservative uh, arm, uh, things off my side? Off, uh, you know, my, my patches or whatever? So I went to Pahrump. I'm like, well, what the hell is this thing all about? We gotta go see this thing. And so we we take off. We're blazing up the highway. I don't know. Three stop at the In and Out Burger, and just like you know, just in, kind of enjoying. It's like you know, what the hell's going on in Pahrump? And I wanted to go find Art Bell's place. So I drove by Art Bell's place because um, that's not that hard to find. Because I wanted to see. I was I, I was into radio back then, even when I wasn't into radio. I was into radio sure. Sure. all the time. And I said, what the hell? We're gonna go ahead and stop by. You know, everyone he said it, it, Pahrump's this deep dark secret. That's not so deep and dark. And on the day that we got there on Sunday, it was almost completely abandoned. There was nobody there. Hmm. Yeah, there was like two cars in the parking lot. I'm like, this is curious. You know, I thought this was like a popular place. Everybody talks about it. Like, you know, it's the corner of Maine and Maine. So um, we walk in. There's like a front bar area. The drinks, in order to sit down and have a drink, I, I think it was like, I don't know, 10, 15 bucks, something stupid. So we sat down and then, you know, this, uh, the wait, there's a waitress behind the bar. Obviously she's, you know, <clears throat> dressed or, you know, however she's dressed. And then, uh, then, and then somebody just jumps into the room and you're like, okay, what's going on here? You know, you feel like there's like a whole setup and thing and thing. 
Well, it turns out there's these grounds that are there. So there's a room where there's a receiving area. Then there's yep. these grounds, and the, the 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 women live in different parts of the place, and they sort of check in and check out like employees. Yep. They yep. run like uh, their shifts. The way uh, she explained it, because I was asking a lot of questions, uh, as you can imagine, I was you know talking a lot. I wasn't. I didn't feel in any way I was going to get drawn into any of this stuff. Um, one, ex uh, one, it's, it's expensive, and two, I wasn't interested in all that, and and three, I'm definitely afraid of any sort of diseases. Um, uh, not to mention, you know, my own personal uh, code. I don't know. I guess you could say that. <laughs> These people have firefighter uh, type um, uh, shifts. Three days yep. on, three days off. Yep, yep, yep. That's kind of the way this this whole thing goes. And and so there's different rooms all the way through it. So you get a tour and they know that, you know, you're not going to necessarily do anything. And so, I don't know, we were there like an hour or so. And then in out on our way and uh you know back uh, home about an hour and a half uh later back in the friendly confines of the southern highlands area of las vegas nevada and it's like okay you've been through there you've done that so if i may doubt just uh the purpose of explaining that is uh there's no real reason to go right next to the chicken ranch is another sort of you know there's mcdowell's and mcdonald's you know mm -hmm. it's sort of like that at the prom place so if you don't like one go to the other and vice versa, I guess, what they had. We did not go to the second place, so. Okay. Is that the most honesty ever uh, divulged on uh, radio? No, I will I will, I will further embellish our, our topic oh. of the hour, Eddie, wow, by saying ahead. when I worked in Nevada, uh, yeah, when yeah. I was living up in Reno, we did a television show for the, oh boy, and I think it was the NBC affiliate up there. Uh, our think tank did a kind of a discussion panel show. Mm -hmm. I produced a two-part episode of our half hour show with uh <clears throat> one of the industry's lobbyists okay. uh and then an activist who opposed the industry and a public health official from the state to discuss that uh two half hour segments and it was i learned a great deal about that industry and it's actually the reason why i support uh legal activity in that field because the state in nevada regulates the health of the workers the county regulates the physical premises, you know, inspects the doors and the, sure. and the fire extinguishers and, you know, and all that kind of stuff, exits and, that, and all that kind of stuff. And two, which I never got to get on our show, uh, two UNLV professors, I think they were women's studies, sociology women, went, conducted a study, multi-year study of that particular industry in Nevada. And of course they expected like angry feminists, they expected it to be all about the exploitation of women and how horrible this is. And they came away from their deep, deep investigation of this, basically saying this is the way that uh, let's let's use a uh, a country music term, commercial affection. Uh, this is the way all commercial affection should be run in the United States because it is regulated, it is taxed, tested, you, tested. You are, it is tested. There are no. Um, angry men who beat up the women for not giving them 100% of the income they raise. There's no walking the streets. There's a safe physical location with the security guard in a lot of these places. And so these very far left, probably Marxist women's studies professors who went looking to be offended. And of course, what's, you know, that, that's the, 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 the agenda of everyone in academia today in America, you know, get offended, find something to be offended about. Uh, they changed their minds completely on this. And they said, it's actually safe for the women and empowering for the women the women decide how much they want to work there's no and i'm not i don't want to use the term for the uh 
male overseer of ladies of the night. Uh, but basically, yeah, sorry, that, that's what I was going for. Um, but the, um, they changed their mind completely and uh, ended up really endorsing this. And yeah, I wouldn't say it's humanity at its best. I wouldn't say a lot of things we do is human. I wouldn't say the kind of motion pictures they make in the San Fernando Valley of California is humanity at its best. But this is something that there is a demand for. Uh, you know, when it comes to nicotine, tobacco, uh, drugs, alcohol, commercial affection, this is something mankind wants. There's always a large demand for these things. And when government gets involved in banning it, it leads to the black market. It leads to violence. It leads to all sorts of bad stuff. So I will commend these UNLV researchers for changing their mind on this. Uh, I did talk to one of the women who ran one of these facilities up in Carson City. And uh, I said, well, I'm, I'm doing some research on our, a program we want to do. And, of course, she did tell me, well, son, the best way to learn about our industry is come down here and party with one of our girls. Wow. That's, Being uh, a good Catholic boy, of course, that suggestion uh -huh. was immediately rejected by me. <clears throat> yeah, it's curious. It's on everybody's mind, and it's uh, certainly there. But let's not forget the first profession ever made is prostitution. And let's not forget the uh, one of the uh, examples of, I guess, uh, what was considered a, a very um, noble profession was gambling. Being able sure. to take other people's money. I, I don't think anybody realizes that. Yeah, having and, and recently, I haven't recently gone to Tombstone, seeing what's course. down there, and then learning about gamblers, and and then uh, you know, uh, I immediately think of all. I think of uh, Frank Sinatra and Marlon Brando and Guys and Dolls, right? Oh. The conversion, the battle against good and evil, and just Sky yeah, Masterson. Guy <laughs> Masterson, there's yeah. the guy, Sky Masterson. Nathan Detroit, yes. Yeah, yeah, Nathan Detroit, of course. Uh, uh, there by Frank Sinatra. Luck Be a Lady, originally sang by Marlon Brando, by the way, for those of you who don't. Indeed, know. indeed. Well, I mean, our, our kind of adopted second home of Nevada, Eddie, another thing we have in common for people who think we have nothing in common. I lived and worked there for a number of years, and I, I worked with a guy who, who grew up in Winnemucca. Oh, uh, which Winnemucca, is, yeah. Just, uh, I don't know, maybe about a two-hour drive outside of Reno on the way to Elko. Uh, between Battle Mountain and, and Reno. And of course, uh, the Washington Post named Battle Mountain the armpit of the country in 2001, I believe, mm. 2000, 2001. I, I always loved Battle Mountain. They had a great McDonald's there. It was a nice place to stop on your way to Elko. Uh, and he told me as a native Nevadan, which there are very few people of his age, he's probably in his 80s now, uh, who who are old enough to, to, to be a native Nevadan. Nobody, nobody you beat in Las Vegas is actually from there. Everybody came from somewhere else. It's a lot like Washington, D.C. Um, and he said, really, Nevada had so little to offer. Uh, it didn't have deep rivers. It didn't what? have a coastline. Uh, it didn't It didn't have this tradition of manufacturing, you know, the whole, you know, Yankee ingenuity kind of stuff. Uh, you couldn't grow a lot of crops there. Uh, it, it, it One of the ways that it built its economy whether it was the quickie divorce, whether it was legal prostitution, whether it was legal gambling, when those kind of things were extremely right. frowned on right. in a much more puritanical time in the United States, that's how they created Nevada because you couldn't rely on the Comstock load because those kind of things just, they play out after a while. And uh, Nevada's economic development officials, <laughs> for what they were decades ago, decided to go in a very, very different direction. And really, Eddie, to this day, Nevada may be one of the most libertarian places in the country. It's kind it of is. a leave you alone yeah. type thing. They're Unlike New Mexico, they're not embarrassed by capitalism. They're not afraid of capitalism. Well, wait, wait. Uh, New Mexico still, comp they, they still do all the sins and much worse. Well, true. They just true. virtue signal behind a Virgin Mary as if they don't do any of those things. That's, That's right. literally what's psychologically That's wrong with right. the state of New Mexico. Like the things we do in New Mexico, like we're the ones who are cutting up children and 
you know, putting out drunk drivers out for the 16th time. Like, that kind of stuff just doesn't go. Like, they'll just shoot your ass in Nevada. They don't care. Oh, right. Like, oh, yeah. You, you know, it's like uh, it, you were talking about Winnemucca and that Elko area and everything. Like, folks, people just, you you can shoot somebody. <laughs> Pretty much. And, yeah. and walk away. <laughs> like, that's the way it is. It's the wild, wild west. And and to your point about being libertarian, I mean, it, it's all about you being able to defend yourself, you having your own rights and, you know, leaving well enough alone. You assume that the worst is always taking place, but you'd actually find that uh, some of the worst people in some of these environments are some of the uh, best guys, sort of like Sky Masterson, right? Yes. Quote the Bible chapter and verse. You know, all they want to do, they're just, uh, what did you call my kids again? Uh, what's uh, rapscallions. It? Rapscallions. Uh, that's essentially in a loving a, way, in a very loving yeah, way. Very, <laughs> and they, this is sort of what they want to get. you mind if I play this little thing? I just think it's so perfect. If you guys want to go ahead and, and uh, get, get on the Criterion Collection, you could watch this. I love Guys and Dolls. I've seen it like three times. Love the musical uh, portion of this. I'm not really into musicals, but uh, here's Sky Masterson on the big seduction uh, bet that he got from uh, he, uh, Frankie says there's no way that uh, Marlon can take this gal, uh, who's Gene Simmons, who, by the way, is quite attractive. Um, this whole entire, not, no, not, not, not from Kiss, by the way. Yeah, so don't, don't get caught on uh, all that. Here it is. Broadway didn't break down that door the minute they heard you were in charge of this man. Oh, don't don't stall out on me. Give me the, this wonderful guys and dolls piece. Come on. These aren't small town delinquents who no. drink too much on Saturday night. You're up against the devil's first string troops. Ooh, A yeah. whole army of devil's disciples. Enter Marlin. Take sinners here. At any time of the day or night, son, come right in and sit down. A cup of coffee and a donut? Just coffee, thanks. I am not here because I am poor and hungry, not for food. Oh, this is just, just good stuff. This is Marlon uh, on his seduction of Gene Simmons uh, and in the midst of, of all this. And he's, he's going after it because he's about to, because to get proven a stooge or a fool or anything, that would be absolutely terrible. And he cannot get proven uh, because he would be, uh, what does he say? He says he's a, a fool. He gets taken for a fool. That's worse than anything. That's the worst insult of all. Food, that is. Blessed are they which do hunger after righteousness. Is that it? Hunger and thirst after righteousness. Yes, sir, that's it. My name's Arvide Abernathy. The young lady at the desk is Sergeant Sarah Brown. Are you her brother Arvide and sister Sarah? Sit down, son. How do you do? Brother Sky. Hello, sister Sarah. <laughs> is that your name, Sky? Sky Masterson. <laughs> what is it that troubles you, Mr. Masterson? Brother Sky. Uh, brother Sky. <laughs> I gather you are not in need of money. I'm healthy at the moment. It can change. Are only the unhappy poor welcome here? <laughs> what are you unhappy about, son? Gambling. Oh, apparently you're a successful gambler. Is it wrong to gamble or only to lose? I better come back uh -huh. up when I'm broke. Oh, please don't misunderstand. It's, it's just so unusual for a successful sinner to be unhappy about sin. <laughs> Besides, my unhappiness came up very suddenly. Maybe it'll go away again. Well, we can keep you unhappy, son. Give us a chance. <laughs> you don't look like a gambler at heart. What made you take it up in the first place? Evil companions. Evil companions who are always offering me sucker bets. Just what is a sucker bet? A bet that is reserved for suckers. For a gambler to get sucked in on such a bet is most humiliating. But to lose it means that you are marked for a very long time as a chump. 
So you must go all out to win such a bet. Is that so terrible to be marked as a chump? Among my people, being a chump is like losing your citizenship <laughs> because a chump is an outsider. A yokel who will buy anything with varnish on it. Like a solid gold watch for a dollar. This is a real chump. Well, I think I'll get some rest before we go out again. Brother Sky, I'm glad you found us. Now, you just stay here and talk to Sister Sarah. Whatever your problems are, she'll have the answers. I hope so. I know so. If there's one thing Sister Sarah never fails in, it's solving other people's problems. Oh, that gets the rapscallion Marlon Brando going. That gets a, a challenge he cannot turn what away from now. The way you said it. How you never fail in solving other people's uh, problems. Haven't we changed places, Mr. Masterson? Aren't Brother we Sky. Uh, Brother Sky, aren't we supposed... Why do you have trouble calling me Brother Sky? Brother Sky, aren't we supposed to be discussing your problems? It just struck me that maybe non-sinners also have problems. If you are sincerely interested in giving up gambling, Mr. Brother Sky, reading these pamphlets will help you. My daddy always said reading pamphlets never made anybody give up anything. Now... I had a more personal help in mind. Well, we're having a midnight prayer meeting on Thursday. You're Thursday's day after tomorrow. Who's going to help me between now and then? Well, our doors are always open. Come in any time. You know what I think, Sister Sarah? I think you not only don't want to help me, but I think for some reason you're against me. I'm afraid that is true. I'm afraid I don't trust you, Mr. Masterson. Brother Sky. Mr. Masterson. <laughs> You don't believe I'm a sinner, do you? I'm prepared to believe that you're the biggest sinner I've ever met in my life. But you don't believe I want to repent. Is that it? Here it goes. It's on the make. He's challenging All her. All of a sudden, you want a cup of coffee. Did it ever occur to you that some people could be all repentance and no sin? You know, I may start a chain of missions to help your kind. Come, all ye repenters, and let us bring a little sin into your life. There is no peace under the wicked proverbs. This is wrong. Let's say it's a matter of opinion, shall we? I made a statement of fact. It's wrong. How dare you? Even if this is not a church, it is a mission. How dare you blaspheme? How dare you misquote the Bible? No peace under the wicked is not Proverbs. It's Isaiah. Of course it's Proverbs. Isaiah. Chapter 57, verse 20 or 21. Would you like to bet on it? Not money, just a nice, nice sociable bet. <laughs> Isaiah. Isaiah. Yeah, I imagine there's only one thing that's been in as many different hotel rooms as I have, the Gideon Bible. <laughs> Never tangled with me on the good book. I must have read it through at least a dozen times. Well, if all that was no help to you. Who says it wasn't? Once in one of my blackest moments, I came up with the three-horse parley. <laughs> Shadrach, me, Shad, and Abednego. <laughs> Mr. Masterson, why did you come in here? I told you I'm an unhappy sinner. Excuse me, but you're a liar. Excuse me, but lying is not one of my sins. I am not in the market for a $1 solid gold watch. All right, we'll lay it on the line. From now on, we'll deal the hand open. Could you say that in English? Sergeant, I'm sure you've earned your stripes courageously in active combat against the There's devil. There's no need to be sarcastic. But not on this particular battlefield against the devil's first-line troops. Because you can't get at the enemy. Sergeant, this mission is laying an egg. You have no way of knowing. I've got lots of ways of knowing. You are stuck with a store full of repentance and no customers. 
and without sin is to repent. What is repentance? It doesn't exist. So you're stuck with a store full of nothing. Now, do I give you a fair rundown? I wouldn't know. I've never had a rundown. Would you be open to a proposition? Here comes I've the bat. Those, no. Don't flatter yourself. I'm talking business. <laughs> I am in a position to supply you with the raw material you need for your work, namely sinners. How? That's my work. Now, when is this big midnight meeting of yours? Thursday day after tomorrow. I guarantee to supply that meeting with at least one dozen genuine sinners. Whether they repent or not is up to you. Well, thank you very much. That seems to be a fair rundown. Now, if you will excuse me. Just a minute, Sister Sarah. This is not a charity contribution I'm making. This is a business transaction. Something you want for something I want. And what is that? Have dinner with me tomorrow night. Why should that be something you, you She's want? She's fixing the buttons on her oh, chest. Oh, maybe because I think I'll be hungry tomorrow night. Keep this. It's my marker. Your what? My marker. My IOU for at least one dozen genuine sinners <laughs> delivered as described. Now, I will pick you up here tomorrow at noon. At noon? To go to dinner? It takes time to get there. We're going to eat in my favorite restaurant, El Cafe Cabana. El Cafe Cabana? Well, where's that? Havana. Havana, Cuba? Well, what other Havanas are there? You want to take me to dinner in Havana, Cuba? Well, they eat in Cuba the same as we do. What do you take <laughs> me for, Mr. Masterson? Of a, a chump? Uh-uh. Isaiah's on the other side. You get out of here! What are they worth to you? At least one dozen genuine sinners ready for salvation. What are they worth to you? A chicken salad in the tea room? One last word, Sergeant. I don't want you to walk out of this room thinking the reason you're upset is because some black-hearted sinner made improper advances... It's none of your business what I think. ...to a virtuous young lady with a shining white soul. Any sinful thoughts that may be present in this room at this time come out of you, doll, not me. Oh. You're quite right. I'm nothing but a repressed, neurotic girl. I've read two whole books on the subject. Who is abnormally attracted to sin and therefore abnormally afraid of it. And you're not the first man to try that approach, Mr. Masterson. I am happy to know that I am not the first man who ever tried to approach in any way at all. You're not even close. Oh, I imagine by now you've succeeded in blocking all possible approaches, haven't you? Except for a few that you wouldn't know about, I'm afraid. Well, of course, I only know the ones on the outskirts of society. What are the approaches like on the inskirts? All paid with honorable intentions. I wonder what he'll be like. Who? Oh, that upright, downright, forthright square with his close-shaved chin up. Who right now somewhere is marching along the proper approach, the proper you. What'll he be like? He will not be a gambler, for one thing. I can name better than you can the things he won't be, but what will he be? Or how will you know wow. when he gets to you? Don't worry. I'll know. For I've imagined uh, every bit of his God. Cinema when it was maybe perhaps at its finest, some unbelievable acting there. And then Marlon Brando gets into the actions. Well, I, I could have kept watching that doubt. It's, it's that good. It's that compelling. And uh, for those of you who need to find a sort of diversion that's a lot better than anything else, uh, how about uh, a treat uh, down old memory lane with some of the greatest movies of all time? You can find those uh, directly on the Criterion Collection. Uh, some of those only until the end of the month. Out. I mean, you know, the dialogue, the back and forth, the perfection uh, in that exchange, and just you know, two you know, skillful uh, artists at the top of their game with uh, 
the, the dodge and the inference and the insinuation that is just so ripe and perfect that it makes it feel like you can't walk away from it. We're, we're really missing that instead of the, uh, the brutish declarations of where I am, recognize me as what I am. I mean, the subtleties and the sexuality that's occurring there on the screen without a tearing of, you know, uh, of a clothing off or showing of this and doing that. Uh, there's so much there. It's just, it's really palpable. It's uh, something that uh, we are absolutely missing in today's society. Real gentlemen and ladies, guys and dolls. Yeah, I'd never uh, claim that I'm not a complete moral reprobate, which, uh, you know, I'm, most of us are deep down. Um, Michael Medved, Medved the, the film critic, who's a little too... Yeah, uh, right. social conservative for my taste, but uh, I, don't, I don't mind something with an edge. Um, he said one time, and I, I, I believed it, uh, it's, it's, would Casablanca be a better film if there had been a nude sex scene between Rick and Ilsa? And I, I really don't think so. <laughs> and yeah. I'm sure your modern director probably thinks throwing that in would be a great thing. Right. But uh, there was uh, that, you know, that golden era where, and I, I think people were more literate. People read newspapers and books more. The writers were more literate. That interplay and the not kind of obvious double entendre, but the illusion yeah. back and forth, you know, batting that tennis ball across the, uh, across the net. You could not really produce a film of that quality. Eddie, I really think... The last film to really achieve kind of Hollywood golden era uh, heart and wit at the same time was, of course, Bill Murray and Groundhog Day. That movie could have been made in the 1930s, uh, and it was made in you know early 90s. But we just don't have that anymore. I guess you can great you can go see a great superhero movie. They look visually, they look great. Um, but uh, that I think that era has passed for good. And mostly, more and more, it's about the message now. How about how about just witty entertainment and less of a message now, Hollywood. Uh, uh, well said. Uh, Woody Allen movies, however much you despise him or uh, dislike Woody Allen, uh, has the same components of what you just heard right there. Yep. And the dialogue and the back and forth and the, uh, you know, the, the playful um, uh, sort of jubbing and jabbing at, uh, jutting and jabbing at each other, I think is what makes this just so incredibly enjoyable. You could watch that. For, for, for days, weeks, yep. uh, because it's just, it makes you in a weird way, very fulfilled. And we've completely and totally lost that uh, now. Everything is now a sex symbol. I've never seen, uh, <clears throat> dare I say it, uh, Marlon Brando is the sexiest man ever to be uh, on screen. Uh, I'm not hitting on the guy or find him that. I'm just literally telling you, uh, it, him next to Frankie proves the appeal of Marlon Brando. And I'm not talking about Last Tango in Paris, uh, Marlon Brando. I'm talking about the guys in Dolls. Marlon Brando, you know, the kind of guy that uh, went D1 DeMarco and you're like, well, this, this actually kind of works because it was, you know, that poetry, the Pablo Neruda, Il Postino uh, mm -hmm. type thing and declaring your love for that. And it's just, it's real magic. It really oh, yes, is. And, yes. and there's just not enough of that out there. And, you know, I played that clip on the heels of talking about, you know, the, the worst of the worst. And you have the sinner of sinners quoting the Bible better than the woman, you know, who was there. And uh, we're in this time where there's, uh, a level of moral relativity and a lack of uh, paternal direction. But what you had there was real virility, real male, direct, not going to get challenged. And I think that's the sexuality, if you will, the interplay between man and woman that's so often missing in everything because they're trying to get you to understand the victimization of one character or another and get you 
uh, emotionally hooked and, and, and involved in that. So I, I just have to say that that's something that everybody should sort of take in to sort of get back to the way that things really were truly great once. Uh, and Eddie, I think you're, 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 there's a temptation by probably younger people today to think that, that oh, that was a lightweight era because there, you, you couldn't portray, you know, the grit and realism of, of, sure. of, of real life. Um, you know, there, a lot of films go see the best years of our lives. It was about PTSD yeah. after World War II. Uh, when you know one of the main characters was a guy who literally came back from the war and had you know hooks for hands. Um, if you want to extend that classic period up at Woody up into Woody Allen, which I think probably is right. Uh, one of my favorite Woody Allen jokes in any of his films, Eddie, and it's very off color. Uh, it's not vulgar, but um, the willingness to sort of make fun of your own culture and the suffering of your own people. Uh, Annie Hall is talking about how Grammy Hall used to give us all gifts. And every year we get all the gifts from Grammy Hall and, and, and Woody's characters. Is, my grandmother never gave anything to anybody. She was too busy being raped by Cossacks. Um, you know, there, there was an edge there too. You know, I mean, it wasn't all sweetness and light and, and rated G kind of stuff. Uh, but it was written by brilliant writers and it was performed by brilliant performers. And uh, boy, do we have a, uh, not a really strong supply of those folks anymore. I'm sorry. If you guys want to watch uh, some great uh, Woody Allen and little uh, Harkin on the golden age of, uh, of cinema, uh, I would watch the film. Everyone says, I love you. Just, just go to that. Uh, okay. yeah, I think that's with Ed Norton, right. And he sings. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, nobody knew really that Marlon Brando sang or, you know, luck be a lady was originally sang by him. And it's just like so much history in the midst of all this and uh just i hadn't seen uh, broadway danny rose until a couple of months ago eddie and and uh that's one that's one that people shouldn't overlook either i think probably early 80s a very good black and white yeah, good stuff all right uh give us our top five we'll save your article for tomorrow sure on tomorrow. God, if you don't mind and uh well, our top five is brought to you by rockoftalk.chat posted by four in the morning become a subscriber for less than uh, 20 cents a day folks get truly informed find your way each and every day uh, with us, not just here online and get the uh, the complete show notes annotated. If you happen to miss it, you can listen and watch it later and uh, do all that. Plus, you can listen commercial free uh, as well if you become a subscriber at rockoftalk.chat. Our top five are? Yeah, the top five uh, voted by our subscribers, not me. These are the links that our subscribers clicked on the most. Number one, completion of a new Albuquerque rapid transit platform wow. in the international district. Uh, wow. That's going to really revive that part of town, isn't it? Uh, number two, some work out of Sandia, some good national security work. I would never uh, insult the boys working on that. Significant step toward protecting the nation from an EMP, electromagnetic pulse. That's the kind of stuff I want our scientists working on. Uh, number three, make skilled trades great again. We need to bring back uh, blue-collar America. There's a lot of jobs. A lot of companies want those trades. Uh, that was in the American conservative. Uh, number four, the Reason Magazine saying Biden is trying to blame inflation on Putin. It's not going to work. I couldn't yep. agree more. And number five, an announcement about uh, midtown public engagement, of course, Ooh. down to uh, redevelopment in Santa Fe. The reason I sent this out, Eddie, was because it's coming up on March 22nd. But you guessed it, ladies and gentlemen, it's Santa Fe. It's not going to be in person. It's going to be a virtual meeting. And you are truly responsible for the uh, earth-shattering news about the India Palace that uh, it took uh, in uh, to two years to go ahead and roundabout on that. But our dialogue from here has sent uh, those people into hiding, and uh, we'll cover that uh, with uh, Milan's writing. He's an avid listener here of our radio station, no doubt about it. Interesting, yeah. No who, doubt who, who, about who, 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 who it. Got ahead of, who got ahead on that and said it no. wasn't a real crime? Almost two years uh, yeah, ago, the, the the rock of talk here, the uh, Daddy and Dow. No, it was Joe Monahan. Monahan. No, it was yeah, Tessa yeah. Mentos. Oh yeah. No, just, who just, was it? 
Oh, it was Mark Ronchetti. <laughs> We're going to go out to uh, everybody says I love you. Watch that, folks. Watch Guys and Dolls. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your evening. We'll be back tomorrow to tell you how bad or good things are, as always. We appreciate you hanging with us for three hours a day. We know you have many choices, but thanks for choosing us right here in the Kiva. AM 600 KIVABQ.FM. Ed Norton, everyone, says I love you with Alan Alda and a whole host of others, including what, Julia Roberts, Goldie Hawn, uh, just about anybody who's anybody was in this particular movie. My baby don't care for rings or other expensive things. My baby just cares for me. My baby don't go for big Rolls Royces. There's sometimes a doubt about her choices. My baby don't care to own some 14 karat stone. She's sensible as can be. My baby don't care who knows it. My baby just cares for me. He's so happy since the day.